0: Hey Julie, I feel like I, I want something, we don't have some catchphrase. Hey Julie, welcome to ADHD.
1: Hey Tony, what's
0: <laughs> up? Uh, Why did I, for some no? reason, I
1: wanted to go 1D, 1D for One Direction.
0: I did not know that's what you were doing. I was seeing you do something. I didn't know, if, you know, you're 20 years younger, right? I thought maybe that's what the kids are all doing.
1: Mm-hmm. They are, yeah. you should start but, doing it. They'll think you're cool. You should start doing that, Tony.
0: I've thought about it. Okay, so Welcome. To love ADHD. This is episode number eight. And we are so confident about that this week. It is episode eight. And you can now, first, I want to tell a story. So this is really funny. And this is one of those where is it just we neither one we're paying attention? Or is it ADHD? But I, have, I had somebody in my office yesterday, and they're awesome. And they just said a really nice thing. And they said, man, you and Julie have really hit your stride these last few episodes. And it was funny. You could tell that he didn't want to make it sound like he was saying, man, because you guys blew those first couple of episodes. But, but he's like, you really hit your stride. And I said, oh, that's so nice. And I said, I, you know what? Let's do an audio recording. And I'll send it to Julie and she'll really get a kick out of that. So then he and I say, hey, he, you really hit your stride. And he has a couple of suggestions for future episodes, which I think are great. So then Julie and I get on here and I said, hey, what'd you think about that audio recording? And Julie, you take it from there. What was your experience of the audio recording in this story?
1: Well, I was like, oh, you mean the one where you like asked me like for some therapy advice, basically? Yeah. And I was, I was like, like, wow. Wait a minute. Because how I remember it is the audio. <coughs> yeah, it was a voice memo. And you're like, hey, so I'm like talking to this guy about stuff that's helped with ADHD. And like, I said that maybe you're a little further down the road on some, you, maybe you're better at a few of these things than me, like root or like lists, like how to, He's like, yeah, see, I'm not like making this up. And I was like, yeah, routines and lists. And yeah, that's what's really working for me right now. But so when you introduced it, like, hey, was that cool that I was like, well, I just was surprised with all your knowledge that you were looking (laughs) for me for advice for your client, but I was also flattered. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it turns out that I wasn't. And then you missed that part where I was like, oh no, we were heaping praise. And then he had a suggestion for an idea. So I love that, that we both had two completely mm-hmm. different experiences over the same recording.
1: Did you think and my was response fun. was weird then? Like, did you play it for him? Yeah. You guys listened oh, to my response?
0: No. Okay. You know what's funny? Okay. This is fun. This is fun. I don't know if you ever had the experience. So I I answer most of my texts or I text on my computer and not just my phone because I like to type the answers out. But every now and again, and I don't know why this happens, but I'll send a text from my phone and then I'll fire up my computer and it will be there and it will appear to be not read. Even though it's my text. So then I saw that and I saw it was a voice recording and I thought it was my voice recording to you. So I didn't play it. So it's still sitting there. So I didn't listen to it. Yeah. It's okay. Did you say, okay, so this will be really funny when I hear it afterward.
1: I'm yeah. kind of glad you have context right now because I think you'd be like, why are you giving me yeah. advice?
0: <laughs> I probably would have. I really would have. I would have thought, wow, okay. So that's what she you knows do with the compliment. Huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm like, cause... I scrolled a few memes on Instagram about ADHD today. I kind of know what I'm talking about. So Okay. <laughs> saying, oh, I love me. it.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, okay. And then another funny thing to me in the world of, and this is a big announcement for us. We now have a website and you can go to love dash did you say dash or hyphen what is it i say dash okay love dash adhd.com and there you will find our website and you, you can sign up to find out more things and you can see episodes and the videos and all that stuff but here's what was funny is i think yesterday in between sessions i just texted julie and i just said which one of these urls do you like and we had never talked about it before and there were a couple of them and then julie shot me something right back and then i bought it that was a couple of seconds into that decision. It's because
1: you, you know, if you ask me, I'll be like, that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you did. And I'm so grateful for that. And that was because I was reading the pod news. So the podcast news, it comes in every morning at four o'clock in the morning. And I have done more things when it comes in than anything ever. And so it comes in, it says, Hey, here's a website builder program, and you can have one up and go on in five minutes. And I was like, deal. So then I had the URL from the day before, or whatever. And then um, within five minutes, I got this website, but then I was supposed to be recording a bunch of videos this morning and audio for podcasts and a marriage course. I hope my social media team doesn't hear this part because they thought I was doing updates to my marriage course. And instead I ended up spending an hour messing around with this cool website builder. And then I sent it to you and I said, Julie, check this out. I didn't do anything I was supposed to do today before clients came in, but look at this website.
1: Isn't that fun? (laughs) It's
0: so fun.
1: It's amazing too. I looked at, I was like, this is so cool. I'm excited to I play know. with it. I'm excited. Yeah. Make it kind of yeah. fancy. So that's a,
0: yeah. So that's our big announcement. You can go to our website.
1: We have a website. Love ADHD.com. That's right. I love it. I love it. Yep. We chose right.
0: Okay. So Julie, uh, you have been doing some reading for today's topic, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I learned to read yesterday, but I started reading today. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> you've been doing some reading. Yes, I have. You know it's funny? In my head, I seriously
0: was. Because when you said, when we were talking about what we were going to talk about before we hit play or record, I guess is the, what we really hit. You said something about, I'm going to talk about doing some reading. And I, in my head, thought a humble brag, you know, so I was doing that joke already.
1: Good. good. I have in fact been doing some reading. So to introduce our topic today, I'm going to tell you about this reading that I've done. Humble brag flex. I can read. So go dog go and then this. Okay, so New York Times article. Okay, I didn't I started reading it. And I did realize later I look back and it was published in 2013. So maybe slightly outdated, but I think the information is still helpful. The next one, there's two I want to talk about the next one is 2022. So a little more current. But I've thought a lot about this idea of why are so many people diagnosed with ADHD now? It's something Mm -hmm. that we thought of, I think, in the past as more of a rare thing. And now it's such a common thing in comparison. I mean, you talk to like my parents of, you know, they never even heard of ADHD when they were kids. And now it's, it seems like something that's kind of a common diagnosis. And so I think that's even given me reason to question, like, do I really have ADHD or is ADHD even what we think it is? Or is it a disorder at all? Or, I mean, there's a billion questions that go into that. But, so that's what I typed into Google. I was like, why are so many people diagnosed with ADHD? So in the New York Times article, I thought it was interesting. It said that in the early 90s, less than 5% of school-aged kids were diagnosed with ADHD. Okay. Then earlier this year, which we have to remember, this was published in 2013. So 10 to 20 years later. It says 11% of kids ages 4 to 17 had been at some point given a diagnosis of ADHD. Okay. Okay. So this is a New York Times article. So I thought that was interesting. That's, you know, that's over double. Then this one, this, uh, which I think this research I would put more stock into just because it was by the National Library of Medicine. This is in 2022. This study was done. They said in 1997, we have a 6.1% diagnostic rate of people being diagnosed with ADHD. And then by 2016, so nine years later, it's up to 10.2% of people. So really actually not that different between the two articles, the, like the rate of increase in those years. But I mean, there's definitely, yeah, it does feel like people are being diagnosed and it's definitely showing. Uh, So is it that we're more aware of ADHD in general? Is it, were people always this? Is it, how much is it environmental, the stimulus? Like I have so many questions and I'm just excited to hear, It just throw it at me.
0: Oh, okay. So this is really interesting because there is a, and I would have had a completely different answer. I'm going to tell you what I think, but then there's a pretty amazing podcast that I want to put a link to on our website. And it's a, it's a podcast called Search Engine. And the host is a guy named PJ Vote, And I've followed a lot of his stuff for a while. Um, he was with a company called Gimlet Media and they sold out to Spotify. And, but he just did one and it's called, um, he did an episode called why Did I Take Speed for 20 Years? And, uh, and then he talks about basically the history of stimulants for ADHD and uh, and it's, it is so good, Julie. And I would highly recommend it because it's, it almost might be a lot for somebody that's just starting to figure out if they have right. ADHD or not, because he goes from this place of talking about how he got his diagnosis when he was young and then how he took stimulants and how they made him feel. And, but he was able to be successful and accomplish a lot of things. But I love things like this, where even throughout the episode, I went back and forth on, wait, wait, are they bad? Wait, no, oh, no, they're good. Well, they helped him. But wait, are they bad again? And so, and it's so funny by the end of the first, he says, it's going to be a few different episodes about it. But at the end of the first one, I was like, okay, they're okay. They're okay. And I thought it was really funny because, oh, my experience has been amazing. This diagnosis and and taking the medication. And so then I have to remember that, okay, my experience is my experience. And, but the only reason I bring that up is because what he talks about, that it's so fascinating because... The, the medication was initially like the stimulants even weren't ADHD wasn't even really a thing until I forget the year that it was first an official diagnosis. And the first use of the stimulants was I think is the antihistamine. How funny is that? And so then it was like that. this medication was found that worked. It did things. But then people were almost like saying, well, what's it best for? And then it was used for a stimulant to keep people awake, a study drug. And so before ADHD was a thing, it was, I forget what the what it was called before, but it was just a re- really interesting concept. And he has these on his website, he has these articles that show that it, that used to come in an inhaler the, it was called Benzedrine. And then people were you know, prescribing the inhaler for anybody that just needed to stay awake. And that was really what it was. And, yeah. And so then when ADHD really started coming a prevalent diagnosis, it was just a kid related thing. And I right. think that's really important, right? So then when I jump into the, why is that there are so many more diagnoses now? Uh, then I start looking at, but we've got uh, increased access to healthcare. And I, and I think that that's a really big Piece. Then you've got a decreased stigma around mental health conditions like ADHD, even what you and I are doing right now. We've already had people contact us and say that, okay, now they feel like they can really address their ADHD as an adult. Uh, and then I think, you know, better awareness of what the symptoms are. And I remember when I really started diving into my own mental health concerns i was really starting to feel pretty i, I kind of like depressed because i really wasn't living up to my potential and then realizing that depression is a symptom of undiagnosed adhd and uh, and then i think the last one that makes a lot of sense too is that change in how adhd is defined because in the past going back to this podcast i'm talking about it was only kids who were hyperactive that they were diagnosed with adhd and so then i remember even when i got my diagnosis a few years ago the person giving my initial intake said, well, did you have it as a kid? And I said, I don't know. I really don't know. And cause it was funny. Cause I remember I felt like there was this moment of truth where she almost was saying, well, if you weren't diagnosed as a kid, then you can't have it as an adult. And I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the same vibe now, but that was seven years ago. And I was, and I remember feeling like, Ooh, okay. Thank goodness. I was able to explain that I had it undiagnosed as a kid, or I wouldn't be receiving treatment now. So I don't know in my mind that's it. So you got to decrease stigma, increase me- medical, we understand the what it, the detriments of not treating it and then now adults can have it too. So to me that that kind of makes a lot of sense. I don't know, what do you think?
1: Oh, it absolutely makes sense. It yeah. absolutely makes sense. And I actually was talking to my mom the other night about it cuz she was saying it's just from a different generation, it's quite a shift the way yeah. that we're talking about things and she's like, like you weren't bouncing, you weren't like bouncing off the walls as a kid. I'm like, I know, mom. I know, right? It is because you don't have... And then me and my brother got into... My brother that has ADHD, What we got into an interesting discussion with her where we talked about how they have... There is like 18... Or no, sorry. This was my... Sorry, different brother who doesn't have ADHD but has studied it as he's looked at his own kids and things. Um, And it's like there's like these 18 factors. And if you have seven of them, and I think especially looking at if they're like impacting your your ability to work and your relationships and things like that, that's when they really take a heavy look at it. But I do feel, I feel some, like, I want to have more answers for people. And so maybe, okay, I have one question for you. Sorry. I just said a lot that I'm sure you could address, but one question I do have that you brought up is can, like, I'm diagnosed with ADHD at 33. Mm -hmm. Does that mean I have always had it or is it something that can come on? environmentally or, but I don't know, reading through these articles, it looks like it's a real big hereditary trend. Like they're, they were very hereditary based. No, this is a very hereditary thing.
0: So that's, it's funny. It's a great question. And as a matter of fact, you just set me up perfectly for something I want to talk about that I didn't know if would fit into what we're talking about today. And it's this concept that in ADHD 2.0, which again, I call the Holy Scriptures. It's uh, this concept called vast, which we'll talk about that in a second. But Yeah, even in that book, I remember reading this part where it says, in one sense, you can say that the causes are somewhat unknown, but researchers believe that genetics play a really major role in addition. But then there are also risk factors that include things like brain injury, but there is a belief that some environmental risks, maybe like lead exposure, but also the one that I I thought was pretty interesting was alcohol and tobacco use during pregnancy. Or Mm -hmm. premature birth or lower birth rate, and I I remember reading that because uh, I'm an old I'm an old man, and so my my parents grew up in a time where you weren't being told to not drink or smoke during pregnancy, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't even something that was a negative, you know, it just it was unknown. So then when I'm reading that, and I just think, wow, okay, because there's some belief that there's, and again, I'm not a doctor, uh, even though sometimes people write that on checks to me. But the concept around a lack of oxygen or blood flow or ac- oxygen in the fetus, or there's that's one of those beliefs that have to do with the, whether it's premature birth or lower birth weight or alcohol or smoking by a pregnant mom because that restricts, I guess, oxygen to the fetus in certain areas. So there's one belief, but I don't know enough about the science or the data behind that. So that is wild. Yeah, Hmm. but okay, but vast. I'm going to read a little bit about this one um, because this is in the book ADHD 2.0 as well. And they just say ADHD is, it's interesting. They say it's not a deficit disorder. You know, there's a little bit of a belief that there's a movement to say that, calling it a deficit disorder is a you know, potentially corrosive name that the term deficit disorder places it in the realm of pathology or disease. And individuals with ADHD do not have a disease. Um, and now, kind of what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, nor do they have a deficit of attention. In fact, they have an abundance of attention, but the challenge is controlling it. So, there's, a, there's kind of a movement to say a more accurate descriptive term is variable attention stimulus trait or VAST. And the belief there is that you can demedicalize ADHD and then start focusing on the benefits of having, you know, this ADHD like or vast brain because the, con- you know, I don't know. What do you think about that? Cause I'm not one that cares much about the label itself, right. but I can understand where that might, I, so I remember I was a few years almost into the diagnosis when I was like, oh, that's right. It's a disorder. And I, but I didn't care at that point. What do you think?
1: I kind of like it. I mean, just hearing that off the top of my head. And I did grow up hearing a lot of concern about labeling people. And I hear that now still a lot uh, in my circles. Why do we have to label everything? Why do we have to give things a label? Why do we have to? And and to me, one thing I've pointed out before is, and I think because a lot of these people have been exposed to people where they felt like they saw it used as an excuse for bad behavior. And I absolutely feel like I have watched that as well. Have seen, you know, well, I'm just this way. And so I'm going to treat you badly. And you know what I mean? And I'm just never going to be an advocate for that. I no. and because I've been exposed to a lot of that, I think I have a very different perspective on my own diagnosis. I do take responsibility for okay, this helps yeah. me know what to do. It was interesting. I was just talking to a friend. I'll come back around. Don't worry. But I was just talking to probably, I was just talking to a friend. <laughs> I was gonna about say, I, in
0: my mind, Julie, you know, if you do, it's fine. I'll forget yeah, anyway. So,
1: fun. Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm among friends. <clears throat> no, it was so interesting. I was talking to a friend about the word trigger and he was saying to me, okay. he said, I hate that word trigger. And I said, huh, that's interesting. Like why, I, why do you hate, you know, it's just a word. Why is that? You know? And he said, because to me, Once again, you have to look at based on his life experiences, how he's seen that word used is some, he's had someone close to him say, you've triggered me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: so therefore it's like you overstepped because you hit my trigger.
0: You And I thought,
1: oh, and I was like, oh, I have a completely different understanding of what trigger means. He said, well, and I I thought it was cool that he was, he was like, tell me what trigger means to you. And we did the same thing with the word gaslighting very yeah. interesting. And I said, "Oh, if I say, oh, I'm feeling triggered, it has everything to do with, oh, I can rec- rec- recognize right now that I'm having kind of a bigger emotion with this than I think it actually like needs and therefore yeah. I can look back and say, "Oh, is this about something else and it's popping up for me?" And then I can then say Oh, okay. Like six-year-old Julie is feeling a lot right now. What do we need to do yeah. for her? And it's all about me filling my own needs. It has nothing to do with about a responsibility on someone else. And I think that was an inter- interest. It was like for this person I was talking to, trigger had been used as a reason to make it his fault, his re- yes. And for me, the word trigger, it makes it my responsibility in a really positive way. Cause then I can like fill my own needs and that's exciting. But so, so my point being with all of this, with labels, with these words that people can have a really negative feeling about, I think it has everything to do with that. There are going to be people with narcissistic tendencies and that will yep. manipulate phrases in every school of thought. So therefore yes. there are going to be people that misuse labels and use it for bad behavior. That doesn't mean, it's not the label's fault, right? Yeah. Right? It's, and it, it's not the word trigger's fault. It's that no matter what you believe, people will manipulate things. And so I don't think you're ever going to find a way out of that. In every church congregation, in every political party, you're just going to find crappy people. And so you yeah. can take that and then say it's all that way. Or can we just say, okay, what is the label for? Because to me, I feel like a label is knowledge so that I can become the best version of myself. Like that's mm-hmm. for me to work out. And that's exciting. It has very little to do with how other people interact with me.
0: Yeah. It's funny, Julie, is that I just pulled up some notes on a podcast I did on the virtual couch about, it's called relational frames, the relational frame theory. And this is where I love that we're talking about ADHD. And I know we had said, okay, we'll keep these short, but it's so hard to not want to dip into the 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 pool of like, mental health in the context of what you're saying now, because I love what you're saying about the, he says trigger means a certain thing to him, which, and I say, bless his heart, because that is a him issue. And I mean that in a nice way. And and I just want to read this real quick. I pulled up uh, some notes from this relational frame theory episode I did. It was a few months ago. But so here's what I language learning happens through association and contingencies, starting with direct associations of words and meaning. So as a child develops, they understand that language becomes this two-way street. So words... You know, refer to specific uh, things. And this understanding allows us to start to move into abstract thinking because then we start making connections between objects and concepts. But to, the reason I point that out is from the time you were a tiny child, you are making relationships with words and you're making meaning of situations so this concept of relational thinking becomes really important in in the mental health world because now you i mean if you aren't doing exactly what you said if you're not approaching conversations with curiosity and then a willingness to understand different perspectives then you're already doing this thing where you are saying well if you don't if you don't make sense to me then you're wrong and that is that black or white all or nothing thinking that if there's, if my way must be the right way, that means your way is the wrong way. So now you have to prove yourself to me. And that is where that's the genesis story of emotional maturity and narcissism. Because if somebody's saying, yeah, but I think this is what you're doing, a healthy ego is able to go, well, okay, that's a you issue. But if you want to ask me questions about my experience, like what you're saying, that's the way that you start to move toward emotional maturity. So in that relational frame context, it really is even if somebody says, ooh, ADHD, does that mean that you have to have a leash when you go to Disneyland? Or you just, you know, Yes. You're running away everywhere, even I as an do. adult. Right. I they, require and then, and, then,
1: and constant well, and, treats that you feed me. Right.
0: And then if I, don't, if I don't say, you are exactly correct, that is how I am as an adult, then that person's like, right, you're not even being honest about your ADHD, says the person who doesn't even have it. So the relational frame stuff is such a, tri- a trip. And, and that's why everything becomes this opportunity for me to take a look at myself, really. So if somebody else is saying, well, I think you're doing this. I'll take a look at that maybe, but I'm actually ultimately the one who gets to decide how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. And and I think that you're so spot on with you can either then take something like ADHD and then look at that like, well, it's my ADHD or it's like, okay, ADHD. So now I need to probably continually try to learn about these magical lists or time management or all these other things (laughs) that I've heard of. Right?
1: That's what my voicemail. Mem- You're gonna hate my voicemail. You're gonna like throw your phone at oh. I'm like, I think like lists and routines. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And yeah, my planner is a design. I'm like trying to tell. I'm like, well, this is what I think works. I don't know, Tony. I don't know. Just clean your office.
0: Oh, how dare you! And I don't think I will listen to it now.
1: No. I didn't say that. I. Uh, how dare you! Don't touch the office. <laughs> that's another thing my hey, mom brought up when yes. we were talking about ADHD. Though she said. She's like, I hate to, she said, you're so clean now, but I hate to burst your bubble, but you were not clean growing up because my room was a freaking disaster growing up, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I was like, no, you're totally right. That switched for me. That totally switched for me.
0: Why did you? Okay. Tell me why, when and why, why did that switch?
1: I mean, I have some different theories, but I do think there was something about when I had my own space, there was a lot of uncertainty growing up, right? Like some not stableness. And I do think there is a piece of once I had my own home, I like, this is like, I can make things stable and in control. So there's that piece. There also, there was some hard things going on in my new home that was also out of my control. And I think that brought a level of peace There's also something to the whole, I mean, who says it? Is it Elizabeth Gilbert? No, it's Gretchen Rubin. She talks about outer order, inner calm. I get really Mm -hmm. overstimulated with mess and I just don't function well with it. I get really cranky. I don't know. And once again, yeah, everyone does. But I like, I'm a pretty obsessive picker upper, like clutter, you know, kind of, I'm like cranky mom. And all of a sudden I like look around and I spend two hours and I just like clean the crap out of my house. And then I'm like, I can do anything fun mom okay <laughs> you know uh, but i like
0: what you're saying even to go to the vast concept of where it isn't necessarily a deficit it can be this hyper focus and that's one where i don't have that and then but i totally understand it but that doesn't mean then that oh i guess i don't have adhd I, but also, it, I have to, yeah. yes
1: no i was just gonna say there's also a piece of it was and i don't know the way we bond with our parents like clutter drove my dad insane. I've actually found several things that my dad really harped on growing up that I realized that I think I really take my value from that. Like assertiveness, being clean, being on time. Like the things that I feel the most shame about I realized are things that I heard be really, really important to my dad. So I'm like, that is that important. like a, yeah. a weird bonding thing between daughter and uh, men? I don't know? I was,
0: well, I say it's a, not a, I was going to make the joke, not a weird bonding thing, but go lay down on your couch and we'll talk about this next part. Cause that is the concept that we get our sense of self as a kid by external validation. So even if we're like saying, no, you're wrong. And because we might have that, it's called you know, psycho. Oh, do you see if anybody's the, the YouTube channel, do you see that thing? Did we have this before? watch what i can do watch the screen look at that i think i did this before please go watch the youtube channel i updated something and when i just do a double thumbs hey, up fireworks happen
1: mine doesn't no, though.
0: you yeah i know i've nobody else has watch this one wait if i do this balloons come up ready okay and this is adhd look at that how fun is that
1: that's so fun not,
0: not fun for the people it. listening yeah. I you have to upgrade something. But the okay. problem is I'm doing a I'll lot of online it. therapy and I'm talking like on oh. online therapy and <laughs> you're like, and I, Oh, and now I feel back because I probably already told this on the last episode, but I don't think so. But the first time after I'd upgraded, I literally was, it's the end of a session and, and I'm kind of on a bit of a soapbox and this And they're
1: crying. Like,
0: oh, and, and I really was, it was such a powerful moment and I don't do a double thumbs up, but I must've done my hands in a way. So Julie, picture this, like I've got maybe one minute left in the session and, and I'm saying, no, you do deserve to be loved. You are enough. You don't have to beg somebody to tell you you're okay. And I must have done this. And then it's fireworks, right? And then I just say, oh my gosh, I just manifested fireworks. And so then I kind of took the, the position right there. And I just said, just go. Stop. And, and I was like, I'll refund. I'll do the math one minute off of what my hourly rate is, but there, it will never get better than this ever. Right. Okay, people need to go watch the YouTube video just this for that. This I see what's life. happening.
1: I just it is.
0: The oh, and now the funny part is I notice right now my hands are in my lap and they're together. And it's because it's been about three weeks since I upgraded whatever it is. You're and stressed. so inevitably, oh, inevitably, I end up doing this a lot. And so then I'll, we'll have a moment and then there it is. Little thought bubbles and a oh thumbs up. Gosh. Yeah. That yeah. That's cool. But the, yes. but the, just the we get our external oh I was talking about psychological reactants or the instant negative reaction of being told what to do. So even as a kid, when we're said you need to care about this, our brain's like I will not be caring about that. But we also want validation from our parents, and so then mean you know in our subconscious or who knows, meanwhile we're like okay but when they're not looking i'll do this thing that's important to them because i kind of do want some validation but the mm-hmm. psychological reactance fun fact is the reason why a thought suppression doesn't work for anything you know if you tell yourself i shouldn't be thinking this oh you know, yeah. your brain right and that one's so funny because i mean, don't I think such...
1: about that dirty movie and it's like dirty movie dirty movie dirty movie, <laughs> dirty movie, dirty movie. not <laughs> and that i, I usually seen, go with what, what, not that i've seen one I, if, if i had I was,
0: gonna, I was gonna say i usually go with white polar bear but julie going with dirty movie <laughs> i
1: time we talked about watching trashy TV in the middle of the night. Here's the thing. Everybody needs to know. And it's fine if you really do watch really dirty stuff. My dirty is probably very tame compared to ones.
0: It is okay. There is no judgment here, Julie. There's
1: no judgment. There's no judgment, whatever it is. But no, I probably wouldn't be saying it on the air if I actually thought there was a problem. I guess I'll just say that. That's
0: true. Or you say it because then you're trying to be nor- you're normalizing it, and, and then it because it really is a problem.
1: That is true. And you know what? The other night when we were talking ADHD, I was saying something. Oh, because we were talking about like honesty, and I was saying how. I'm like, I mean, I'm like honest to a fault. Like I'm like constantly confessing things to people. And my brother's like, that's true. He's like, how long has it been since your last confession? Anyways, so that, anyways, so, but uh, yeah, yeah, that is the thing. I do confess yeah. things all the time. I'm like, I think I thought of a swear word this morning, just so you know, I'm not really a good person. So
0: Kay. go, I was going to say no. Probably go, go hire like, another go,
1: speaker. Like, yeah, probably don't. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I said, like, okay. go lay back down on the couch and let's talk about the confession, confession to get rid of my discomfort, to have somebody else to tell me it's okay. Or no, I'm just kidding. Hey, okay. I know we've already gone long and I've loved every bit of this episode and gone you're long. ready to do, love ADHD. But I did also think as we start to get the website out there and we're starting to get more traction there, uh, there is a part of me that we'll have to start talking about maybe places where you're speaking. Cause I don't think we talk about that enough. That is what you do. You do that for a living, my friend, right?
1: Right. I do. Yeah.
0: So Okay, it's so really I want you to know, it. and year it's interesting where, because yeah. I
1: don't speak at all about ADHD. Like this is totally like a side love project uh-huh. that I'm becoming more and more invested in. That I'm like, how's this? You know, you just never know how the future yeah. is going to go. But I'm like, this is really cool, and I just happened to have written a children's book where the whole theme is oh, what makes right. what makes you different makes you powerful. And uh-huh. I, oh my oh. gosh, okay, I just have to say something real quick. I know we're over time, yeah. but this is a good episode. Yeah. I was after I think I have a little reel of it on my Instagram, but of this moment that got caught on video where we had some interactive time where we were doing some workshop stuff. I'm down in St. George giving this keynote and I'm walking around talking to these people at tables. And there's a lady that gets really emotional uh because I we had just been talking about some of the leadership principles from this book and she just said she said, you know, my son has ADHD and I just been diagnosed me and you've just started this podcast and okay. you see me and it, all of a sudden I'm like listening to her. And all of a sudden I like go over there and I just start listening to her and you just see me like nodding and you see her, you can see she's acting out what her kid, you know, he can't stop bouncing and da, 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 you know, and I'm just sitting there and I just think, and she just, you know, she bought the book and is like, I just hope he knows what makes him different, makes him powerful. And I, I just, it's just so crazy how things come full circle and things mean something even different than they did before. Right. Like I have, a, sure. I have a video that I did for the church. We both go to that is by far the most viewed thing. I don't know. It has like 180,000 views mm-hmm. more than any of my professional stuff has been viewed. And it's like, I talk about it as a susceptibility to anxiety and depression. It's called, if you want to see on YouTube, it's called, I told myself I'd yeah. never become depressed. It's a hope works video. And it's oh. just interesting now because we continually evolve, we get more knowledge. And I'm like, there's so much of an ADHD thing in there that I didn't even know, you know?
0: Yeah. And yeah. so it's just—it's cool just,
1: though. People that are willing to, wa- to be a part of the journey and just, you just, when you get new knowledge, you're like, okay, you adapt. Yeah. And it doesn't mean the stuff wasn't true before. It's just, I have new, exactly. no, new vocabulary and... Well, oh, what I was God. going to say
0: to that, and I think it's it's interesting because the concept of a parable. Because you know, if you are talking about things like scriptures or things like that, there's a lot of parable in there. And I I never trying to necessarily be sacrilegious when I say this, but I sometimes joke that I feel like a lot of my podcasts almost c- could be almost consumed as a parable because it sounds different when you go back and listen to it because I'm having a different experience. Or when I you know even if I'm saying something like, "Oh, bless your heart." When somebody's telling me what I'm supposed to think or do, at one point, it sounds like I'm learning to set a boundary. At another part, then when you get a little bit more awareness, uh, oh, for real, bless their heart, if that person really does feel like they know me better than I know myself because I finally understand myself. Where back in the day, I might have thought, oh, wow, maybe they're right. Oh, I need to listen to this person. And over time, it's like that's, that's kind of crazy. So I do think it is funny when you can go back and look at things through that different lens. Or, and I think a lot of the ADHD Awareness is that of oh that is why this was a thing or I mm-hmm. did this or so mm-hmm. it kind of is like a a walking breathing living parable of life in a sense it's kind of fun
1: yeah totally oh
0: Julie love ADHD the write us the letter
1: yeah okay dear <clears throat> Copernicus
0: oh <laughs> stop boy or girl I'm curious
1: girl obviously.
0: Oh, of course. Okay,
1: this is my note. Dear Copernicus, (laughs) I know it can be confusing because I, ADHD, am thrown around a lot these days and I'm used in jokes. I'm often like the punchline to a joke. I am, it's, it's wondered if I'm even real, if just everybody's diagnosed with ADHD because of social media and there's just a lot of noise about me. What I want you to know is none of that really matters. What matters is your personal experience. And I think you understanding me better, understanding yourself better is an opportunity for you to grow into the best version of yourself. And that's exciting. And so I'm excited to partner with you. I've been here all along just waiting for you to meet me, to recognize that I'm here and that I am here to help you be successful and that the way you think is exactly the way you're supposed to think. It's exactly how you are made. And there are ways that you can cash in on that that are very exciting. And so I'm excited for your future because I believe the best is yet to come. Love, ADHD.
0: Okay, that was wonderful. And I want, I feel like if only you were a a child book author, (laughs) I think uh, having a character of ADHD, um, a little plushy or something, (gasps) wouldn't that be amazing? Let's do it. I know, I think so.
1: I hope my publisher's hearing this or do we self-publish?
0: Maybe we self-publish
1: and make more money. Publisher, don't listen to any of this. Don't get mad. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Julie. Oh, well, okay. Yes. I was, oh, nope. I got to do it now. Actually, like the people that make the fidget cube, I have a fidget cube plushie. Apparently these are, so we need an ADHD one, right? Okay.
1: We got big dreams. We're thinking plush.
0: I'm thinking retreats. I don't even know if I should say this, but
1: I think we should do ADHD retreats where everything is around ADHD. Can you imagine the fun and the knowledge? I mean, yes and no. no. I cannot.
0: That'd be amazing. Okay. All right. What a joy. What a pleasure. Thank you, Julie. You're welcome. We'll see you next time.
1: Okay. See you around.
0: Oh, wait. I'm uh, on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, here we go. Ready? There it is. Fireworks. (laughs) Upgrade your software, Julie. We gotta both do this.
1: Uh, right. I just Goodbye, out. everybody.
0: Oh that's right, okay. Alright it'll be wild.